And where's your favorite place to take a short lift, Tandi Somazwai? Welcome. Definitely the Wild Coast. The Wild Coast is so beautiful. Yeah, because I'm originally from the Eastern Cape. I'm from Mganduli, which is along the Wild Coast, or close enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's so lovely to have you. Thank you. Now, this year began on a rather painful note, and are you still feeling the reverberations of Uprahu's passing? In fact, um, just the, the other day I was speaking to Siama Kuzeni and I was saying to her, oh, you know, it'll be so easy. You should just go to Berkeley. I know what we'll do. And in my brain, I was about to say to her, well, just call Brahu and he'll get you into Berkeley. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sometimes I, I forget, you know, sometimes I think it's, it's almost impossible. You know, it's kind of he's not he's not the dying type. Yeah. And I'm sure he would say the same of himself, you know, but um, it happens. It happens. Mm. And thank goodness you're still here ready to give us some more. Uh, how's it? How has it been in terms of uh, producing? Have you been in a space where uh, you're producing more or are we still? Well, I've, I've, what I've really been doing is working on my book because that's, uh, I don't know, it's a lot, it, it's, uh, I've been working on it since 2011 and I just there's a certain uh, urgent feeling this year that mm-hmm. I should finish it. So that's the only real thing that I'm working on. Um, and then of course Bongo Muffin is going to try and get back into studio this year. Mm. So we'll be doing that. Um, yeah. Now with the book, do you have a publisher who's got a deadline over your head, or is it no, something that's self-imposed <laughs> where you've decided, look, I've got this goal, and I'm yeah, no, I don't. Um, I don't have a publisher for the book, and and so I don't have a deadline, and that's probably why it hasn't been finished yet. But it's also a very uh, long process because it's mm. not just words. There's pictures. There's all kinds of other things that I want to put in there. Uh, it's almost going to feel like a children's book. Oh, okay. So it would be a work of uh, creation, non creative nonfiction. No, no, no. It's a memoir. Okay. It's um, about the first kind of twenty-five years of my life. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of giving people a little bit of the background, but more than that, really, I think I just kind of wanted to own my own memories and to own the things that I believed happened to me as a child. Because I think sometimes people um, deny a child's memories. They deny what a child remembers mm-hmm. to have happened to them. Uh, so I wanted to write some of this st- stuff down and, and, and own my own story. That is so important, mm. where, where we need to take a child's reality and a child's experiences of the world seriously. Seriously, yeah. And... Um, I was kind of, I was one of those children that felt very invisible in the world, you know. So, um, I'm hoping that this book will not only allow adults to do the same thing, but give children this idea, introduce to children the idea of their own visibility mm-hmm. and the, and the, um, the gravity that's, that can be given to their own stories. Do you mind me asking you if uh, this is something that you were always conscious of as a parent? No, because <laughs> you could easily say, Karamo, no, stop. Because <laughs> we are precious about our kids to certain, to different extents. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I think that because I was a very young parent, mm-hmm. a lot of things are only dawning to me now. 
that I'm mm. in my 40s and that's why I always say to to like my daughter and 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 her friends that they should try and have children a bit later in life when they've got a lot a much greater understanding of who they are as individuals because you do need to be quite strong in that in that sense in order to be able to raise someone else and inject them with a sense of their own selves mm. yeah now don't you find that uh you know and i think it's unfair that as 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 women you're artists in business etc you always get asked that question how do you balance the demands of your career you have to travel a lot you have to travel a lot you know with raising a child and i, I find that men don't often get asked that question yeah because the responsibility of raising the children doesn't lie on the men and men know that and they behave accordingly Eish. <laughs> Nobody places that responsibility mm-hmm. on them. It's placed on the woman. And that's another reason why I say to women that you should have your children later in life mm-hmm. because um if that responsibility is going to solely be yours, as society has proven over and over and over again, mm-hmm. then you need to be financially ready, emotionally ready, spiritually ready uh to make this decision. I'm in conversation with uh, Tandi Somazwai. She is our Friday profile this afternoon. Our lines are open. If you would like to have a word with her, do give us a call on 011-883-0702. And uh, you can also send a WhatsApp to 072-702-1702. Now, it's been... I've been a fan since when? It's been 20, over 20 years, hey? Yeah, it's about 22 years now. It's insane. It's insane. How does it feel? It feels like it happened overnight. You know, I, I have such a vivid memory of the first time I walked into a studio and had no idea what it was even, you know, or I had no idea what songwriting was. I had no idea what creativity was, you know, because I had grown up in the Bantu education system. Mm -hmm. And so that system is designed to lock your imagination and to lock your dreams to the very back of your subconscious so that you are only ready to become somebody's employee, you know? Uh, so I had never imagined this world. I had never imagined. I mean, I guess I did because you only manifest what you imagine. Um, but I'd never imagined that it was, it could be real. You know, I think I I saw it as a fantasy that I would watch on TV with Whitney Houston and Brenda Farsi and Michael Jackson. They were in that fantasy and I couldn't insert myself in it. I just, I didn't, I didn't think it possible. Because it means that you've been creating for an entire generation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you think about it. Oh, Jesus. People, How old am I? People who are, who are, who are starting and graduating <laughs> from university. Yeah. Uh, are the same age as, you know, the majority of your fans were in your early years, you know, um, as yeah. Bongo Muffin. Especially I because I started off really young. We were 19, 18, 19 mm-hmm. when we started. And so it's, it's, it's crazy to imagine that. But I, I, I have heard people say things like that. You know, like throw words like voice of a generation or something like that, you know, but it is crazy. It's, it's, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine all the stuff that's happened in the past 22 years. Now, in terms of your, your instrument, which is your voice. Yes. Um, 
do you have you experienced it or do you think that uh, it's gone over ch- it's gone through changes over the years maybe in a way that you hear it inside absolutely um when i started off i mean if you listen to my first recording mm-hmm. which was you know the very first time i walked into a studio i recorded uh the the song festa by jackknife yes. the one that says um and that was the very first time I walked into a studio. So um when I listen to that, my voice sounds really small and like someone that doesn't know, that isn't aware of what's coming or that this voice could actually one day become something, like become something that really moves people. You know, I used to walk around town because obviously I was 18 and I was taking taxis and I was like a student at Vits and I would like walk past like a pub and they'd be playing the song and nobody would know it's me and I'd like be dying to let people know like it's me hello you know um and over the years I've heard it become more confident more um spiritual yes more more i've just noticed certain changes in it you know um yeah and now that i'm a bit older i'm having to i'm learning to take care of my voice a lot more than i used to Mm -hmm. back in the day like i didn't really warm up after before a gig and you know cool down after a gig i wasn't you know giving myself rest days with with my voice which i'm starting to do now and um you know in terms of the experience of your voice you know uh, when you when you started off and you were singing you were singing in the party and for the party now you're singing to various worlds so even even the experience of 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 a concert i don't know i think for the last maybe 8 years every time i'm in one of your shows you know the, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and i feel like there are other there's there's spirits from other planes that are joining in and yes it's a celebration but it's not a party party di katara <laughs> <laughs> i'm in conversation with uh, tandi swamazwa she's our friday feature uh, please do open uh, the uh, ma- do give us a call the lines are open uh, 0118830702 702. You're with 702. Your number one news and talk station. It's the Friday profile with uh, Tandi Swamazwai, and we're taking your calls on 011 I will say the musical legend and, uh, you know, overall just absolute creativity and this voice that is just bigger than just music. But I'm taking your calls on 011 Let's hear from uh, M in Sunning Hill. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Hi, Mummy. Oh, Malaika. <laughs> How are you? How are you phoning on the radio? Because I want to tell you that I love you. Oh, my God. This is the first time my daughter speaks to me on the radio. Yeah. Hi, Lala. Surprise. Surprise. That's so <laughs> sweet, Lala. Oh, pikante. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, Malika, thanks for the call, okay? okay <laughs> Ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs> because you had to go into immediate mommy mode. Yeah. Let's I heard that voice when it was like, hi. I said, what? You can't not recognize it. I sat it. up immediately because <laughs> I'm like, I will open up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's hear from Likeng now in Brakpan. Likeng, good afternoon. 
Hey, how are you, my brother? Hi, uh, hello. Yeah, I greet all both of you, the two very powerful women. But, uh, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, I think it was Kimon Webster. Yes. Uh, the name was Temba. Knife. And Temba. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys, those are my boys. I grew up with those guys who came all the way back from open school, you know. Yeah. And, uh, David, uh, David Webster was uh, Kim uh, Webster's uncle. You know? Yes, of course, yeah. And he was shot in Troyville by yeah. Barnard. And we tried and tried and tried because he was our teacher <coughs> open school, you know. Well, you're and taking you me back to the days. Song there in the observatory there by his house. I was also there, you know. Ah, seriously? Uh, the first, uh, yeah, with Larry, Larry, guys from the, uh, um, uh, what is that, Sacred Heart and all that. Yes. Uh, wow, little be so. Yeah, I'm very scared when I hear you, you like you're a legend, you know. I'm like, hey, I know all you guys, Bongo. What's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Paul, what's his name? Jackknife. Uh, apple seed, yeah. As well, you yeah. know, from the and all that. So it's really nice. I was told to keep it short, so I yes, don't want to like, get all familiar and all that, you know, but I think we can put it. Yeah, you I know. can see you. <laughs> we go way back, way back. Thank red, you. You know, red. Yeah, for Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Ligang. Cheers. Man. Okay, bye. Bye. Sure. Where did red come <clears throat> from? Um... You know what? It was it was twofold. I was just beginning to become famous in in the world, and I was getting uncomfortable with people kind of just calling out my name, Jay. Like you'd be walking in the street, and then the person's like, "Tandy," so you know. And I would always wonder, is this someone I know, or is this like I'd, I'd have that confusion of, yeah. And so I thought, you know, I'd give them a name. Then that, that they can call me by. Then when somebody says red, I know, which, oh, okay, well, now this is how you know me. Uh, and usually my family just calls me Dan Dan. So <laughs> if I hear someone say Dan Dan, then I know, oh, okay, I can, you know, it's a different kind of, um, reaction. But it, it was also about letting, uh, people know what kind of spirit I inhabited. Ah. And red represents revolution, rebellion, you know, blood. The soil, um, fire, danger, warmth, all of these things that I think I, yeah, like I said, things that define me. Now, you're planning a show. Uh, can you tell us about that one? <clears throat> yes. The show is on my birthday, on the 31st of March. Um, I'm doing an all-woman show. So it's all women audience, all women vendors, all women technicians, all women security. The entire thing is Womanla. So I'm really excited to be doing an event where we can celebrate um, our resilience as women, our struggle as women, our beauty, our power, um, where we can share uh, a common story and we can maybe give each other hugs and acknowledge, um, you know, what we share amongst each other as women, the stories of pain that we share amongst each other, um, and also those the, the successes and the triumphs that we have. That sounds like it's going to be amazing. When's it taking? Uh, you said it's the 31st of March on your yes, birthday. Yes, so it's happening Where next about? week, Saturday, and it's at Newtown Music Factory, which is the which is 
the old baseline, uh-huh. which is the old mega music warehouse, depending on how old you are. <laughs> just, just and do you do you show up there to get your tickets, or can you? Well, you them? can get your tickets on Quicket.com. Otherwise, you can come and get them at the door, obviously. Um, but it starts off at around four. I would nice. say come a bit bit earlier because we've nice. got Professor Pumlat Gola speaking to us. <gasps> we have Beverly Ditsy speaking to us about oh. um, oh how patriarchy consumes the black female body. And Melissa Tanda Bogela is going to speak to us about love. Maiden uh, Guardian uh, yeah, She's going to speak to us about love in in the pursuit for Ubuntu. Um, she, and we have poets such as Koleka Putuma and, uh, you know, there's a whole, it's an amazing thing. So come through, come early, come around for this champagne, cake, market and me. Oh, nice. I'll bring my tonic water. I don't do the champers anymore. I know. Okay, don't be bring, surprised. No, no, no. It's fine. Bring your tonic water. You know, bring. You know, do do you, baby? Ah, this is the you. one time where you can just come and do you, please. Ah, thank you so much. I'll show. I'll be sure to be there. Uh, thank you for for bringing for making your time. Um, you know, especially you. for us here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Tandi Swamazwai. Used to be red, but. Yes, yeah, say goodbye to Malaika. Bye, Malaika. Bye. I love you. <laughs> Mummy loves She's yeah. not even, she's a grown person. She's 18. So it's like, oh, bye bye, Malaika. A, yeah, she, she's, <laughs> she's a ma'am now. <laughs>